You are now listening to A Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to The Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have Selectively Honest TJ. And this is Selectively Generous Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 12th law. Use selective honesty and generosity to disarm your victim. Alrighty, Jaren, go ahead and hit us up with that translation, if you will, please. All right, this week's translation is uh, one you've probably heard before, and that is you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And basically that just means you can win people over to your side more easily by gentle persuasion and flattery than by hostile confrontation. Mm. I would agree with that, sir few words from the OG. One sincere and honest move will cover over dozens of dishonest ones. Open-hearted gestures of honesty and generosity bring down the guard of even the most suspicious people. Once your selective honesty opens a hole in their armor, you can deceive and manipulate them at will. A timely gift, a Trojan horse, will serve the same purpose. So there are a lot of words in there like manipulation, deceive or deception, suspicion. Um, And we'll get to those words in a moment. But after listening to this law, I pondered a bit and I realized that there are three types of people. And I know we've heard that a million times. There's two types, three types, five types, 50 types of people. There's a million types of people. But for the sake of this law, there are three types of people you have. People who are naive, you have people who are cautious, and then there are the people that are defensive. So I believe that selective honesty and or generosity is an effective tool to use for each of the three types of people. So which type of person are you? Are you naive, getting run over, treated like a sucker? Are you defensive? where people don't want to deal with you because you're not pleasant to be around. Uh, You have your walls up so high that nobody can get a smile out of you. Or are you cautious? And these type of people pay attention to their surroundings and they're just making sure that they're not mistreated. What type of person would you say you are? Oh, that's that's not a rhetorical question? No, that's for you, man. That's all you. No, I mean, who was who would say that they naive or d- defensive? Some people <laughs> especially, know. Some especially people know, with man. That, especially with those examples you use, uh, I would say I'm cautious. <laughs> That's not rhetorical, man. Some people know. Some people know that they get run over. They know that they're gullible. You didn't, some you people didn't know really, that. You didn't really give me any viable options there, but okay. I did. I mean, some people know that they're defensive. They know that they put the brick walls up. When people come around, they put the brick walls up because they don't want to get mistreated. They've been hurt before, and they put the walls up, so they know that they're defensive. I mean, if you so. word it that way, that would that that sounds a little better than I think the way you said. Nobody wants to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I would say I'm cautious though. 
Okay, got it, got it. I, I would say I'm cautious as well. You just don't want to get mistreated. You want to be careful. Um, and I think that it's it's good to be cautious. Be careful about being defensive because, again, it could make you unpleasant to be around. And be careful about being naive because then you'll go for anything that people throw at you. And that's dangerous as well. I like to say when I, when I meet people, I look at them um, through more of an optimistic uh, perspective. Okay. You know, I want to trust them and, you know, until until they give me a reason not to. So right. I guess that's why I kind of fall in the middle of, in, into that cautious um, um, part there that you just asked about. Gotcha. And that's fair. That's fair. You know that um, perception is really, really, really important. And so the OG says that it's important to try to make your first impression, your lasting impression, and in doing that, gift-giving is a good tool to use because a kind act of generosity uh, that'll, that'll last for a lifetime. Right. Yeah, and uh, there's actually uh, this, this photographer um, that, I'm, that I'm a fan of, Matthew Jordan Smith. He's um, shot people from Angela Bassett to Tyra Banks to um, even... Um, our, our Lord and Savior, Oprah Winfrey. Um, and, well, he had he told this story about this photo shoot he had with Queen Latifah. And Queen Latifah was having a bad day, and I guess, like, her hair wasn't done right, and people was running late. Um, her water wasn't 73 de- degrees, and and she was just kind of just, just pissed, right? Well, he happened to find out what her favorite music was. So he had her favorite music playing on the set and he had these flowers there um, for her with a card that just basically said, here's to a great day. And just those, those acts of generosity and those acts of kindness um, completely turned her day around. He didn't have any idea that she was going to be having a bad day, but this is just something right. he had on the set. Uh, for this superstar that he had coming, man, he looked up with that one. Yeah, perfect timing. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, and you can go look it up. Look up the photo. You just put the two names in, and you'll see the the pictures. Man, she looks like she's having a great time. Um, and they were best friends, you know, for that day. And I think mm-hmm. they are still even cool. So, um, that even though it wasn't like a deceptive thing, um. But this this gift that he gave uh, really, really uh, won her over. And right. I had even done that on a couple of my photo shoots uh, for a while. Uh, actually, on all of my photo shoots for a while, I got like just some five dollar flowers <laughs> from the grocery store. Right. And uh, I put one of my gift card, or excuse me, one of my business cards on it and wrote a little message on there. Have a great day. Smiley face. And, mm-hmm. you know, that went a long way for the people that I was working with nice. uh, because nobody was doing that, you know, especially for these little, you know, people on, on my level. You know, this, this isn't this isn't Oprah Winfrey. This isn't Queen Latifah. This is just regular, you know, Janice from up the street. But she's getting flowers, you know, like she's like she's a superstar. 
never exactly. happened on anybody's photo shoots around here. So people don't realize how important first impressions are. People say, hey, I don't care what people think of me. Uh, what you see is what you get. If you don't like me, stay away from me. But perception is everything. The way that they perceive you is the first thought that they're going to think of you when your name pops up. Right. You know what I mean? And speaking of deception, let's talk about that because in those words that I gave from Robert Greene, there was words like deceive and manipulate. And then, so I can talk about that in the example you just gave. So did you deceive or was Queen Latifah, de- uh, was deception used? In a sense, you can say that. You can say that he manipulated her into having a better day. You know I was going to say, mean? it was definitely some form of manipulation um, or mind control, if you will, where yes. he took his resources, used them to control um, or to alter, or in this case, uh, manipulate somebody's emotions. Exactly. Like most people aren't like if you're having a bad day or whatever kind of day you're having, somebody gives you a gift that's going to immediately make things positive. Right. The OG says that few people can resist the gift because gifts kind of bring out the child in us. Right. And you instantly lower your defenses when you receive a gift. For example, power itself is just having an influence over people, right? Without having to coerce them. Right. You just kind of get them to voluntarily, you know, align with whatever interest you have. And he was interested in having a good time and a good photo shoot. And so he manipulated her into having a good time with the gift. Right. And it doesn't have to be bad. So the word manipulate doesn't have to be bad. You can manipulate in a good way. And the people of Troy... <laughs> Some deception was used, and they were manipulated. Theirs wasn't so good, though, because they lowered their defenses, and they got dealt with, right? Right, right. There were hundreds of soldiers in this wooden horse, and they got the city overtaken because— That's a hell of a gift, too. Because they wanted a big wooden horse. I don't know what they thought they was going <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> it's a trophy horse, man. You never wanted a wooden horse when you were a kid. I, yeah, I guess so. And then they got one that was like 13 stories tall. You know, like, right. like I don't know. I, I guess I guess they just felt that, hey, we've been killing y'all all these years. For, you know, so why not take a gift from you? I don't know. And, and, you know, it's important that we talk about that, too, because not only is this book a way to attain and gain power, but it's also to help you play the game of power because someone might try to manipulate or deceive you with the gift. So be prepared in that sense. If, if it's known that people act like children when they get gifts, they can't resist it. They get instantly happy. It's nostalgic to Christmas. You can't just go taking everybody's gifts. You have to really think about what's going on at the time and be able to protect yourself. Not being defensive, but don't be naive either. Just be cautious. Right. <laughs> I guess kind of like the um, the husband who did something bad, bringing flowers for the wife before telling her, hey, uh, I got fired today or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Or the, or the husband that's cheating on the wife, coming home with flowers, and he tells her he got twins on the way from somewhere else. <laughs> Those flowers weren't free. You know what I'm saying? That was a Those flowers weren't free. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely. So don't be a needy beggar. All right. You don't want to be the needy person. You don't want to be the beggar. What happens when you ask a coworker or a friend for help? That first time, they don't mind helping you. What happens when you continuously ask for help? You start to look needy. And if you're the needy beggar, you easily wear out your welcome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be the person that's just asking, 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 asking. So you have to make it appeal to them, showing them their gains that they can get from whatever you're asking for. You got to make sure that they get something out of the deal, too. And I hmm. think that's where the gift comes in. If you can if you can honor someone with the gift, it's like, look, I'm going to give to you. And then when you have to ask, it's not so bad because you've also given as well. That actually sounds like that's how like this one is going to roll right into the 13th law. It will. It will. It is closely related. I mean, how else can you get what you want without looking needy? Right. Do you just flat out take it? No, nah, that's not going to work. Do you strong arm somebody into it? If you, you can. start strong arming people, you yeah, can. But, but then you'll be looked in one of two ways. You're either a bully or a thief. And nobody likes a bully or a thief. As so. the as the Native Americans. <laughs> right. Exactly. They were bullied and stuff stolen was from you know, stuff was stolen from them. So <laughs> yeah, the Native Americans they, they, they probably ain't liking or they weren't they weren't liking how the pilgrims treated them, right? Right. Oh, uh, before we go too far, um earlier we were having a discussion um about this law and um you mentioned that the gift doesn't even have to be something tangible. Ah, that's true. It's true. We were just talking about, let's say you're like, so you gave flowers, right? right, When you were doing your photo shoot. Right. Let's say that you're a car salesman and what are you going to give them? You can't give them a car, right? You you can't give them a a free set of tires. That's going to mess up your commission. Give them a gas car. So, (laughs) so a gas car, maybe, but that's digging into the commission. Yeah. So maybe you can tell them, you know what I'm going to do from this moment forward? I'm going to give you all of my attention until the end of this sale so I can make sure you have the best possible experience. You've started the conversation. First thing, you're going to give them something. That's your time and attention. And that means a lot to people. That means a lot. And um, and here's another uh, situation where this is going to cross over to another book. Um, Deepak Chopra. He wrote mm-hmm. the book, um, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, uh, another book, another great read. Um, but on one of the laws, he had mentioned or he told a story about how, like, his kids, you know, he, he's been a successful writer. He's on TV. You know, they got money. He has money. And <laughs> his kids doesn't really. Far from broke. Right. They don't want for anything. Um, and so he tells his kids, you know, to make sure when they have company or they go somewhere, to take a gift with him and even and he's even mentioned how it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical gift like you don't have to go take a toy to somebody or give a toy to somebody although you can um but it can be just simply saying to yourself in your mind you know uh, i hope you have a great day like you could say that to somebody in an elevator you know, and just just in your mind, not actually speak those words, but 
kind of giving off that vibe to somebody is a way of giving a gift, which it might rub off on them, but it's definitely going to make you more positive. That's going to, you know, make you more upbeat. That's going to make you appear happy. Mm-hmm. Just walking around in the hall, people are going to be like, hey, what's going on, TJ? And ultimately, that's going to make you more successful, which, of course, makes you more powerful. Exactly. And even on that same elevator, somebody walks on. Can I can I push the floor for you? Which floor are you going on? I mean, just giving people that generosity, it breaks down a barrier. They might yeah. be nervous of you. They might have that barrier up. As soon as you give them an opportunity to take something from you and all they're taking is you pressing a button and they don't have to use that energy. Right. That that brings the defenses down. The OG was talking about in ancient China. There's a saying that you give before you take. I've actually used this before. Uh, I've used this in corporate settings. Say you're in a meeting. There's 10 action items that are divvied that need to be divvied out and nobody's raising their hand. So you know what you should do. Don't wait until somebody gives you an action. You jump out and you take the first action you that you want. You say, right. you know what? I'm going to take action three, four, and six. And you know what? They might be the easiest actions on the board, but at least you took the action first. Not only did you get first choice, but it shows that you're willing to give. And once you got your three actions or your one action or your two actions, they can't give you anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So not only did you take the easiest ones off the board, You've also shown initiative and you've shown that you're you're giving your time. <laughs> if people, your, your co-workers going to be like, he always taking the easy ones. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe they should do it. Yeah. They <laughs> that, and, that, and that's the thing. And so that's that's the manipulation. So if the co-workers know that, hey, this guy always takes the easy ones, maybe they're going to jump out the window next time and take them. And then the, the person next to them are going to jump out. Next thing you know, 10 actions are going to be taken and you're not going to have any left for you to take. Another act of power. <laughs> uh, I've also done this with, uh, with friends or they, they were distant friends. So All-Star Weekend in 2011, uh, it was in L.A. And I had some friends come out from high school and they go to like every All-Star year. And I told them, well, you're going to be in L.A. We need to link up. So when they got here they landed i hadn't seen them in years i mean let's see i hadn't seen them in at least 10 years and so when they when they first touched down we went to where they were staying helped them with their with their bags and stuff they're like well i'm hungry we went to go get in and out i'm like yo we gotta have in and out so we went to go get in and out it was one two three four it was five of them and so we went to in and out and they ordered everything, and I paid for everybody. I mean, just right out the gate, they came here. They were in the city. I linked up with them. They haven't seen me for 10 years. First thing out the gate, I pay for everybody's food. Why did I do that? I wasn't trying to manipulate them, but it was a sign of generosity to show that I'm willing to do this for you. You know what I'm saying? And that leaves a really good impression. That leaves a lasting impression. All right. You don't do that for everybody. These guys were previous friends but we hadn't seen each other for 10 years so what better way to meet up and show the bond than to say hey man i got this don't worry about it right so putting that putting that giving before the take into action 
<laughs> or uh, I got one more uh, example. Um, we haven't used this guy in a while, but it's time to bring him back on the show. Um, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Drake. Um, well, Drake used to be criticized um, heavily by uh, Charlemagne the God, um, who's a radio host, uh, mm-hmm. podcaster, TV personality. Um, Charlemagne hated Drake for the longest. And then um, out of nowhere, you know, once Drake started beefing with McMill, Drake had this song back to back. And one of the lines in back to back was, uh, you can make me step out of my lane. You're going to make me buy bottles for Charlemagne. And right as the song came out, like the same day the song came out, he sent six bottles of champagne to Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically that won Charlemagne over. It was the, the, he sent the bottles and it had a card that said, let's be friends and assigned Aubrey. Right. Yeah, that won Charlemagne over. Charlemagne, he could, like he didn't turn down the gift. He could have right. said, "I'm not taking that gift." He that could've. along with the bars, because it went along with the song, right? <laughs> but, but yeah, it was a gift. You know, the the point here is he gave a gift to him, and it had a short, sweet message. And Charlemagne hadn't said hasn't said anything bad about him since, right? Right, he's he actually been taking it. He's been taking it pretty easy on him. Yeah, so I mean, everybody does it in some kind of way, and then it can work, even when trying to win over one of your worst critics. Right. So I know people who are reading the book; they might see you selective honesty and generosity to dis- disarm the victim. Again, this is this is a game of power. So we're talking about the opposition, the opponent. We're talking about the victim because you're trying to win the game. It doesn't have to be bad. We're talking about manipulating people. Again, it's just about getting people to do what you want them to do without having to coerce them to do it. And that's a form of manipulation. That's a form of power. That's the ultimate form of power. So that's what it takes. Now, (laughs) it has to appear sincere. You have to be sincere because kindness and generosity honesty those are things that tug on the heartstrings and this tactic involves emotion right Right. so if you get caught with fake acts of kindness generosity or honesty that means you will ignite an emotional response right and if you get caught faking emotion it makes it look like you're toying with someone's emotions and they're not going to be happy they're going to be very emotional about it so instead of the happiness that you are trying to uh, pull out of the person, all you're going to get from them is anger. So be careful. Make sure it's sincere. Make sure it appears sincere. Because if you get caught up in the fake stuff, it's not going to be good. What's an example of getting caught up in fake sincerity, fake kindness, fake generosity, fake honesty? You know the first thing that came to mind for me for that? What's that? Jail generosity. Now again, I'm going to be true to myself. I've never been to jail, but I've seen enough movies and TV shows to know how it's perceived and how it goes. When you first get there, there's going to be somebody who's going to try to befriend you. I mean, last time I watched Orange is the New Black, it, it played out exactly like this. 
They try to befriend you. And once they give you that that generous gift or they that that random act of kindness, you owe them. <laughs> they expect something from you. Right. So, again, those gifts, you have to be careful because they might not always be sincere. And what happens when they find out that when the person that's given the gift, they find out that, oh, now you owe me because I gave you this. They're not going to be happy about that. Right. It's going to be a lot of anger and resentment towards you because I didn't sign up for that. I didn't know that you were trying to manipulate me and deceive me in that way. So it even happens in jail, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is the corporate streets, man. We got to play both sides. We got to play both sides. (laughs) And last but not least, Robert Greene hit us with the reversal. He said something to the effect of, uh, if people expect you to be a deceitful person, acts of honesty or kindness or suspicious red flags. So in this situation, you have to play the rogue. So I was just thinking about like an undercover cop. Let's say that you're an undercover cop and you're trying to be around the the gang members or the drug dealers. If you come out being nice and sweet, they're not going to trust you, you know. So if that's the case, you have to show that you're the deceitful person. And that will work a lot better than generosity. You You don't want to be generous to a drug dealer. All right, you got to shoot somebody in their kneecap. <laughs> right, to right. let them know that you're not a cop. You got to hit the you got to hit the uh joint. You got to snort a line. <laughs> <laughs> These are things you got to do to get the power, man. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, if you're an undercover cop. <laughs> oh man, all in all, I just I just don't want people to freak out about the terminology. I mean, Let's take an infomercial, man. They use selective honesty and generosity, too. They go to that whole commercial telling you you're going to get one item for $19.99, and they got you believing that they're going to give you one. But then at the very end, they're like, and we'll double it for you. You'll get two for the price of $19.99. They knew the whole time that that thing was only worth two for 20 <laughs> Right. But they made you believe that they were only going to give you one so they can appear to be generous Right. And say, I'm going to give you two so you can buy it. So (laughs) be careful, man. Be careful out there. All right, guys. And um, are we ready to wrap that up? Yeah, let's wrap it. All right. So this has been another uh, very informative um, power cast. Lots of nice gems um, from OGRG. OG Robert Green. And he got us thinking, got us talking. And as always, it's uh, always a pleasure to um, have this discussion or have these discussions about these laws. And make sure um, if you enjoy this, please make sure you go and uh, purchase your own copy of The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Green. It's a great read. Um, you can get a lot more um, further detailed stories and yep. examples, great examples. Um, and again, we are definitely enjoying the book and you can uh, read along with the laws with us. OK. Yep. And we can't cover it all in, in this 30 minutes, you know, so 
we're doing the best we can to hit the high points that were important to us. So if you want to yeah. get the full effect, go ahead and get that book, man. All right. And uh, next week we have the 13th law, which is when asking for help, appeal to people's self-interest, never to their mercy or gratitude. Mm. Okay. All right. That's a good one. And um, if you have any questions you want to talk to us about any of the laws, you can email us at the corporate streets at gmail.com. That's corporate streets with a Z. And you can hit us up on Twitter at Corp Streets and on Facebook. Uh, the Corporate Streets podcast is our uh, Facebook page. And this is the Corporate Streets podcast. This is the podcast for people who say, you're still my enemy tonight, but even enemies can show respect. Okay. That's, that's a line from Troy. <laughs> okay. Or, you gave me peace in a lifetime of war. How about you gave me a horse with 15,000 soldiers in it? That's whack, yo. Hey, thank you for the horse. <laughs> you are such a great people even know how mean we've been to you you're just great thank no, you no no i can't even enjoy the horse i'm dead now <laughs> i can't even enjoy that damn horse that's whack <laughs> all right guys thanks peace your life attain your goals thank you for listening to the corporate street the corporate street the corporate street power cash power cash power cash power cash